All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke, and actually, it's the Tuesday version, uh, the weekend before the week of Thanksgiving episode. Hope you're doing well, staying safe and healthy out there. <clears throat> and being that it is, being that it is uh, Thanksgiving week, I, I want to try to. We're going to keep things. I'm going to keep things a little lighter today. Uh, steer clear of some of the heavy stuff, some of the more negative things out there, and and um, stay more on um, on the lighter side of things. So we're going to talk a little bit about. I guess I'm going to talk about World Cup and the whole soccer slash football thing. I know that it's not as widely um, accepted, I guess, or widely watched. Well, it is widely watched here, but in in normal times outside of the World Cup, you know, people really don't, it seems like in America, um, spend as much time watching uh, footy or football, soccer, uh, than they do uh, American football. And I think that there are things that are happening that they're starting to see some more of it. Uh, it's watching some of the MLS uh, playoffs and, and there seems to be, um, you know, some good support there, a lot of fan support and then, um, you know, decent amount of ratings for their TV. And then once the, the world cup around, comes around, then you see it kind of even tick up a little bit more, obviously. And, and I, it is encouraging, uh, to see that. I think it's, it's a good alternative, uh, sport to watch. Um, it's definitely got a lot of activity. It's definitely got a lot of speed in it. Um, you know, keep the game keeps moving. They run a running clock, no timeouts. Um, you know, they, granted, I don't don't like it as much with the flopping. Um, you know, that's just n- not my um, favorite. It's my least favorite part, I should say, of, about it. And and so, you know, it's um, one of those things, I guess, is part of the sport, and, and people are trying to get advantage of it. But to see the flopping, it's just kind of. Uh, kind of detracts from it. But overall, I think it's becoming more and more uh, interesting to watch, at least me personally, especially, uh, you know, when you're watching um, the EPL or the Premier League and then the World Cup. Um, But enough about that part of it, other than, you know, we'll add that it's interesting now to see where things are at for the United States. Uh, It's early on, I thought they were kind of in that pool of death with England and um, or one of the tougher pools with England and and Wales and then themselves and then Iran. Uh, so now they've really got to um, run the gauntlet here now, I guess, after um, being 1-1 uh, draw with uh, Wales yesterday. Um, and then they're going into playing England on Friday. So they've got a big challenge uh, with ahead of them um, because they really need to win um, that game you know, because that's that's the toughest game, and having a draw um, is no doubt better than a loss. But you know, it's going to be a challenge for them, uh, especially if they can't at least draw with England. Um, if they do lose, and then say Wales draws with them, then uh, it's really going to be uh, difficult for the U.S. Uh, so they really need to fare well. You know, they did play pretty well against Wales. I thought they played a lot better than they than they should have, or than they they were capable of. I think, or or they played up to their capability. However, you want to look at it, um, it was important for them to 
I think, uh, try to take that early lead and try to capitalize on it. But um, Wales came back, scored a goal, and, you know, then, uh, you know, fought back very well to keep that momentum on their side. And uh, neither team was able to, to score a goal late. So, you know, that made it kind of a, a difficult uh result um, because you want to try to get those points for sure for either team Um, but I guess if you can say anything having that draw on your record versus the losses is a lot better being 0-1-1 versus being uh, uh, 0-0-1 you know that's that's a lot better so we'll see how they fare like I said they got a tough challenge I think England is probably the best in that um, that pool that they're in and then uh, Wales is two and then they are three um, and I don't know that a, a win against Iran helps them that much. I mean, it's good. Uh, it's it's good to have that at least better than being 0-3, um, but it's going to be a challenge for them uh, to try to, to to stay with England and, and, and going going into that game on Friday. So, Or during that game on Friday, I should say. So it'll be interesting. Uh, big loss from Argentina this morning. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Um, Saudi Arabia uh, beat them 2-1. Uh, so they've got a lot of things to figure out there in a bad spot, being 0-1-1. Uh, a lot of people thought that they'd be 1-0 going into to their next matches. And so, you know, that was a big loss. And then uh, Poland and, and Mexico just played to a 0-0 uh, 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 draw. So... They're um, going into their next games, then 0-0 and 1 also. So um, big challenges ahead for them. Poland is is a good team. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to do pretty well. Mexico has also um, been good in the past, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. So, you know, if you haven't had a chance to, to watch any games, I encourage you to take some time to do so. Uh, it is interesting. I think it's it's fun. Like I said, it's, it's, it's a fast game. I um, mean, a lot of activity in it. Um, like you said, no timeouts, uh, moving clock, quick halftime. You know, it just it's just interesting. I think it adds a lot to the sport and makes it pretty attractive to to want to watch it. So, but we'll see how uh, the U.S. fares coming uh, coming on Friday. Moving back over to the English, or I'm sorry, uh, moving back over to American football. Um, real quick on this uh, short episode, what it's going to look like it's going to be today. Uh, you know, come quick, couple quick takes from Saturday's college football games. Uh, you know, it was a shocker really to see South Carolina um, take Tennessee to the woodshed. I really thought that, you know, there was a chance, but, you know, one of those slim chances, the way South Carolina's played all year long, but their offensive line stepped up. Uh, Spencer Radler had the game of his life and a game that he's he is capable of having, and he did do that, and he was very successful at it. And, um, you know, their defense just did enough to kind of slow their uh, Tennessee's offense down and, and come away with the victory. So big victory for them. Um, a disappointing loss uh, for sure for uh, Tennessee because I think, you know, that probably pushes them out of the playoff um, right now. And... You know, barring anything super weird happening, um, they might get in, but I, I don't think that their chances are are very good, and they're slim to probably none right now. 
um, based on that loss. But kudos to the South Carolina uh, uh, Shane Beamer and, and the group down there, and and being able to you know put things together, play up to their potential, and winning that game. Um, and congratulations to Spencer for having the game uh, that he did. I think up to this point, you know, this year, um, you know, kind of transitioning over to some disappointments. Uh, obviously, you know, Texas A&M is the huge disappointment. They're probably the number one biggest disappointment. Um, that's just across the board uh, just because of their potential that they had there and their recruiting classes and, and just not living up to what they're capable of doing and, and just, I think, far, far exceeding, or I should say far um, exceeding maybe, I guess you could say their um, bottom-end potential. Nobody would have thought that they would have been that bad this year, but they proved it uh, – Proved everybody else-wise. And I think the other thing is, too, for me, uh, personally, Iowa State just really felt like that they struggled this year, didn't play well. Um, again, didn't really live up to, I think, some of the potential that they had. Um, you know, just no co- cohesiveness in the offense um, and then relied too much on their defense to try to help them out and, and not being able to do much back there um, really kind of uh, – on the back in the in the quarterback area, I should say, um, and running back and just kind of um, you know put them in a bad position all year long. So uh, hopefully they get those things figured out and move forward going from there. I think my takeaway surprise this this also this year has been Alabama having two losses. Um, really felt like that they could have done better just on their history, and I think there's always that expectation of them just only having one or no losses every year. So for them to have two losses is kind of uh, shocking. I felt like that they kind of have slept, walked through this year, and I think they've done that in the past a little bit. So there's some things that they need to figure out down there in, in Tuscaloosa to help them get back to what they're capable of doing. I think Bryce Young has proven to be the, the quarterback um, that he needs to be, and that he's lived up to some of that expectation. But I think there's some opportunities going forward that maybe they need to have somebody else come through there and, and do some things differently there is from the quarterback position. I think that they have also kind of struggled with offensive um, of their offensive line, and then they've also kind of struggled at running back. So I think once they kind of get things figured out there for running backs um, and then also their offensive line, and, and they'll do a little bit better. Uh, I think there's also some opportunities to improve for their wide receivers. I think they've got some young guys coming up that's going to look pretty good, but overall they just need to make those improvements um, in those areas uh, to really get them back on that championship way. Now, I I kind of joked around about this with somebody the other day, but it seems like it's still feasible that they have a chance to make it in the playoffs. It's very slim, but um, there is that chance, um, especially if they're going to continue to kind of move up the rankings and some of these other teams are losing. Obviously, you're going to have a loser between the Ohio State and um, Michigan. Uh, you're also going to see um, – possibly see Oregon, you know, have a chance to beat USC and that kind of pushes them down. And um, the question mark then is TCU, can they go undefeated um, against um, Iowa State this week and um, probably Kansas State in the championship game uh, the following week or two weeks from now? So, you know, there's a lot to be um, proven there. I think overall you're going to say that TCU is probably going to handily take care of Iowa State, but you never know. Iowa State could uh, pull something out there on the road and, and try to get that sixth victory for the 
for the club and and have an opportunity to kind of bolster their bowl opportunities. So, you know, it's a long shot, but it is not out of the realm of possibility, especially the way that Baylor kind of pushed them to the limit there the other day. Um, and then also, you know, do they have the capability, TCU, that is, to beat K-State twice in a row if it ends up being K-State? So there is that path there. I, I, I kind of joked about it, but I think it's a little bit more difficult than um, than maybe that some people would say um, they normally like to see, but it's it's not a realm of possibility. So we'll see how things go. They've got to beat Auburn, obviously, this week um, in the Iron Bowl and then kind of see where things go from there. And finally, I'll close with this. Speaking of Auburn, uh, it seems that Lane Kiffin's name has been tossed around quite heavily as the next head coach there. It kind of surprises me a little bit. Obviously, don't know all the ins and outs of it. And is it a money issue or or what exactly is uh, intriguing to him? Many folks uh, would say that that's kind of a step up there at Auburn to uh, compared to Ole Miss. Um, probably so. I mean, they've had better overall opportunities there, uh, wins, championships, and whatnot compared to what Ole Miss has. But on the flip side of it, though, that Lane Kiffin has done well for them, uh, and he has done well uh, with that club and, and helping get uh, Ole Miss up to where that they're at today. You know, can, they're pretty much that one loss, maybe two loss team. You know, they always um, play Alabama very well. And, you know, sometimes that, you know, they'll give them fits for three quarters or and, and then Alabama will figure something out and, and run away with them. But, you know, being in that SEC West and having to deal with um, you know, the likes of the Alabama LSUs, you know, and, and going forward, you know, what does that look like um, for him? At, uh, how, or how is that any different at Auburn? You stay in the SEC West. Um, but maybe he, he feels like he had more money there, more uh, support from the organization there at the university and and more NIL money and those things like that that will help him, uh, you know, do better than he would be at uh, Ole Miss. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. You know, you just never know with Lane. He's, he's, uh, he's definitely a different cat, and he's always going to do what he wants to do. And, um you know he's he, uh, he is denying that there's any smoke there, but uh, or fire, but you know that's yet to be seen. Um, but his name has been heavily floated around, and there's been some sightings of him, uh, you know, in Auburn. And so, you know, only time will tell. But you know, I originally thought that maybe his next move that he might hang around and try to you know maybe take over for Nick if. Uh, Nick Saban ever decides to when at that point is to leave Alabama, um, if um, Dabo Sweeney isn't offered it or isn't interested in it, I really think that you know he, that makes kind of a smart move for him to, or a natural move for him to go back to his alma mater like a lot of guys like to do, and finish up his career there at Alabama and try to continue what Nick has, um, and compete well in the SEC. Um, but that's kind of a long shot, so maybe he make makes sense for him to step in, um, and you know take over for Nick when he when he decides to step down. But I know that he makes a heck of a lot better offensive coordinator does than uh, really a head coach. Thought he had a lot of success when he was at Alabama. Uh, I think that that's kind of that missing piece that they need right now. I, I'm not gonna 
uh, deny it, I'll say that I'd like to see him go back there and be the offensive coordinator there at Alabama and pay him a lot of money uh, to get him to do that because he was a heck of a and is a heck of a offensive coordinator and having what he has available to him there would be awesome. I think that's our missing puzzle. And I think that's some of the things that they need to do um, going forward to really get them back on track and is you know maybe look at that offensive and defensive coordinator positions and seeing what uh, adjustments that they need to make and that means you know maybe hiring somebody different for both those positions uh, if not just one of them uh, but that's up to Nick and we'll you know you have to see what he does but I think that's a lo- the hardest thing I think the same thing can be said of Iowa State that they could use probably better a little better offensive coordinator seems like that play calling this year um, in many games I've watched has been kind of um kind of boring or kind of um, just not seeing the, you know, moving the ball down the field um, and not using the talent that they have on the field to um, to score touchdowns. So we shall see. Well, I hope you, again, I hope you have safe travels. Stay healthy out there. Stay safe. Have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, probably have just a quick hitter for you on Thursday to um, just say happy Thanksgiving and uh, maybe uh, find something positive and uh, – fun to share. Until then, au revoir.